Hey everyone, I'm Thanos Davelis, and welcome back to The Greek Current, a podcast by the Hellenic American Leadership Council and Kathy Merini, where we highlight the top stories of the day every afternoon with analysis from guest experts, policymakers, journalists, and health staff. Israeli Foreign Minister Yair Lapid recently gave an exclusive interview to Kathy Merini, where he made it clear that relations between Greece and Israel will continue to develop and bloom, regardless of any other developments in the region. Aside from the focus on Israel's values-based strategic alliance with Greece, Foreign Minister Lapid also commented on the prospects of a rapprochement between Israel and Turkey, the impact the Abraham Accords are having on the region, Iran, and the role of the United States in the Eastern Mediterranean and the 3 plus 1 partnership with Greece, Cyprus, and Israel. Vasilis Nedos, Kathy Merini's diplomatic and defense editor, joins the Greek Current to break down the main takeaways from his interview with Foreign Minister Lapid. Vasili, Happy New Year and welcome back to the Greek Current. Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back. In your recent interview in Kathy Merini with Israel's foreign minister, you highlighted how the Greece-Israel relationship has been going from strength to strength over the last decade. Looking ahead, how does Israel's foreign minister see Greece-Israel relations growing or evolving? In our interview, he mentioned something that I think is important, that it is a values-based strategic alliance between two nations that share values and a vision for stability, innovation, democracy, and prosperity. I think that this speaks volumes on the rationale, on the philosophy, if you prefer, of the relationship between the two countries, which has, of course, deep strategic roots, but it also has to do with two like-minded nations that, you know, we are two democracies in a region where uh, freedom of speech, freedom of press is not valued too much by the countries of the region. So I believe that the prospect of the Greek-Israeli relationship can only get better in the next few years. Were there any sectors that Foreign Minister Lapid identified to you where he sees potential for growth and closer cooperation? Well, yes, he talked about, of course, security and energy and defense, which are things that uh, we already know and are very deep, are very strong. Climate change is a sector of possible cooperation in the near future. Of course, the pandemic, tourism, and I should say also research and development that has a lot of layers as a sector. We're talking about research and development, not only in defense, but in health, in tourism, in uh, food security, and sectors like that. You mentioned climate change, and that was something that he specifically addressed in your interview. Can you expand on that? Well, you know, for starters, I think that everyone that follows Greece's and Israel's challenges must already have realized that every summer, We have wildfires, and actually in Israel, these wildfires, because of the geographical position of the country, sometimes spread across the country even at November. So I think that in terms of climate change, one very specific way they can work together is extinguishing the fires and working on how also they can safeguard the quality of water and things like that. There were two other key developments, the Abraham Accords and efforts to bring Iran back to the negotiating table, which were central to your discussion with the foreign minister. How does Foreign Minister Lapid see these impacting the region? Well, I asked the foreign minister for this, and he said that Iran can never be allowed to acquire nuclear weapons capability. He was very clear on his view on that. He believes that a nuclear Iran will be a threat to the whole Middle East because it will start a nuclear arms race. And uh, at least to his point of view, this will embolden Iran and its terrorist proxies to further expand their activity across the region and the entire world. He mentioned some things he had spoken with French President Emmanuel Macron in the meeting they had in Paris in uh, late November. And he told Mr. Macron, that uh, the formula to prevent a nuclear-capable Iran is sanctions, supervisions, and talks from a position of strength. 
And by the way, what was very interesting to me, but also to our broader Greek readership in Greece, was that Greece played some part in the International Atomic Energy Agency, where he stressed that he is thankful for the contribution of Greeks in the Board of Governors, because Greece has been sharing the concerns about nuclear proliferation with Israel in that regard. What about on the Abraham Accords? How does he see those impacting the region moving forward? Well, this was very important for the previous government, but as it turns out, this is very important for the current government in Jerusalem. What Mr. Lapid told me was that what is actually starting to emerge is a new reality in the Middle East. He is referring to the deepening cooperation with other historical partners like uh, Egypt and Jordan that, uh, you know, Israel has not yet signed Abraham Accords with. He believes that every day that passes is important because it sees an enhancement of stability through the exchange of visits, the signing of new agreements between the countries that have signed those accords with Israel. And he believes that also the Middle East can use the COVID-19 pandemic in general and the climate change, of course, international terrorism as well, uh, uh, led by Iran, as he puts it. He believes that these are three key issues that can help the countries of the region to work closer and to strive to find solutions in those, let's say, broader challenges that are not connected only with national interests. And he concludes by saying that more countries will join the Abraham Accords, which he calls a circle of peace. I want to turn to another topic that we've covered over the last year on our podcast, and that's the steps that Turkey has been taking, at least publicly, to restore relations with Israel. What did Foreign Minister Lapid tell you about the possibility of a rapprochement between Israel and Turkey? Well, what is very important is that Mr. Lapid, in his interview uh, with Kathimarini, actually asked him twice about this issue. It was very straightforward that he completely sees the relationship of Turkey and Israel and the possibility of being normalized in the near future and the quality of the relationship, the high quality of the relationship of Greece and Israel in the near future are two things that are completely separated. And I quote him here, he says that an improvement of relations between Israel and any country is never at the expense of our relations with other countries and we see our ties with Greece as strategic, unquote. So I think that what Mr. Lapid was trying to say and actually explicitly saying it, is that Israel is looking forward to strengthen its partnership with Greece. It desires to continue working with a country that has, you know, that uh, peripheral strategic posture of promoting prosperity and stability in the region, which Greece has been serving in the last few years. But from his statements, we also understand that, you know, Israel is actually trying to find some way of normalizing its ties with Turkey. Sticking on this topic of Turkey seeking to mend relations with countries in the region, on Monday, Turkey's President Erdogan said he plans to visit Saudi Arabia next month, which would be his first visit to the country since the killing of Jamal Khashoggi. What's the view from Athens on this announcement? It's very clear in Athens that Mr. Erdogan is trying to mend the broken ties it had with the series of countries in the whole region. You mentioned Saudi Arabia. We just talked about the effort of normalizing ties with Israel. There is also the visit of the prince, heir apparent of the United Arab Emirates the previous month in Ankara. We also have witnessed a diplomatic effort to open the door again in Cairo, in Egypt as well. So, you know, Mr. Erdogan is very focused on showing to the world 
that his country is no longer a rogue player in the region. So I think that from Greece's perspective, all those efforts of Mr. Erdogan are focused in trying to get his country out of the isolation he has driven his country to. And actually, Greece has been informed for all those visits. In that regard, I should say that today, Tuesday, 4th of January, Minister of Foreign Affairs Nikos Dendias met with his counterpart of the Saudi Arabia, Prince Faisal bin Farhan al-Saud. And out of the many things he said, he highlighted the provocative uh, rhetoric that Turkey has been using in the last few months and weeks. And he has said that, that's very important quote I'm uh, telling you now, is that, and he said that the rhetoric of Turkey and what Turkey has been doing is the epitome of irrationality. And he actually mentioned something that Greece has been highlighting in the last few months, and it's not only made by uh, Minister Dendias, but these are things that have been also stated publicly by the foreign minister, that Turkey has the biggest landing force and the biggest landing fleet on the Mediterranean Sea. It is all based on the shores of Turkey, across the uh, waters that separate the country from the Greek islands of Eastern Aegean. And they are asking from Greece to demilitarize the islands that lie just a breath away from this huge landing force. And I think that this is a very important message that Mr. Delias sent from Athens while making these uh, statements side by side with his Saudi Arabian uh, counterpart. And on that note, I should also say that just a few hours after his meeting with his Saudi counterpart, Mr. Dendias discussed with the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman for the situation in Ukraine and Western Balkans, and according at least to what the Greek Ministry of Foreign Affairs told the, the journalist, briefed Ms. Sherman also on uh, Turkish recent provocative statements. Bringing us back, Vasily, to your interview with Foreign Minister Lapid. You also covered the role that the United States is playing in the region and will continue to play, especially with regard to the 3 plus 1 partnership. What role does he see for the U.S. moving forward here? Well, I asked him about the strategic pivot of the United States toward the Pacific and how this happens and if this will have any consequences on its presence in the East Mediterranean. Mr. Lapid thinks that the United States will maintain a presence in the Mediterranean. He referred to the 3 plus 1 you know, the cooperation scheme between Greece, Israel, Cyprus, and the United States. He referred to the 3 plus 1 framework as an example, and he stressed that the relations that Washington and Jerusalem have will remain the cornerstone for stability in the Middle East. Vasily, thanks for joining us again on The Greek Current. Great speaking with you. Thank you. In other news, Greece and Saudi Arabia remain committed to safeguarding the law of the sea, and they support freedom and stability in countries such as Iraq, Syria, and Libya, Greek Foreign Minister Nikos Dendias said on Tuesday after meeting his Saudi counterpart in Athens. Dendias highlighted the deepening of bilateral relations in areas such as defense, trade, investments, energy, and culture between the two countries, and mentioned that a Saudi delegation will soon visit the city of Alexandrupolis to explore opportunities for investments. Meanwhile, Arab News reported that it has been told that Athens and Riyadh are exploring the possibility of signing a strategic partnership agreement as a basis for deepening their defense ties. Finally, Greek schools will reopen on Monday as planned with increased COVID-19 testing, officials confirmed on Tuesday. Students will be required to take three self-tests in the first week of school following the winter break. After that, they will test twice a week, regardless of their vaccination status. 
The decision came as Greece set a new daily record for COVID-19 infections, registering 50,126 cases as a fourth wave of the virus, driven by the highly transmissible Omicron variant, mounted across the country. Meanwhile, Greece's government announced that it was capping the cost of PCR tests for COVID-19 at 47 euros starting on Thursday. Responding to this announcement, the main opposition Syriza called on the government to provide PCR and rapid tests for free. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.